0: So so so, welcome back. Resist Booksellers Podcast is back. No, we're not back. We just started. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Resist Booksellers Podcast. This first episode of the first sprint. I told you we keep it short, keep it brief, keep it fun, interactive, and engaging. And our first one is interesting because it's not the one I would have picked, but. In recent days, recent weeks, I've gotten more and more questions about opening up a bookstore. So I figured I'll start there. Because if you want to know my story, my journey, I can help you by guiding you through your story and your journey. But at the same time, I feel like I gotta give you the raw, unadulterated version of it. So that way you're not out here dangling, doing the wrong thing, failing, when I could have gave you some game. Now, caveat. I am still not arrived. I'm not here. I'm not like one of those OGs, like Mahogany Books, uh, like Fulton Street, people who have been in this game for 10, 15, 20, even 30 years. We have some community bookstores like that. I am new. So actually I can give you stuff that's fresh, stuff that's new, and that just happened to me either now or just happened to me in the recent past. So I figure. Let me give you my tips and pointers for how, if I was opening up a bookstore today, which feels like it was just yesterday anyway, then how would I go about doing it? What are the questions I would ask myself? What are the things that I would make sure to write down, have in my spirit, be ready to stand on if I was doing it from scratch? So maybe you're in that position right now. Maybe you've thought, hey man, this our community needs a bookstore especially a Black-owned, Latino-owned, LGBTQ-owned, whatever your story is, maybe you're looking at your community and saying, these bookstores that we have, if you have one, are not serving my community. So I want to do something different. I want to do it. I want to start it. But I don't know what to do first. So here I am, Demetrius Frazier, owner of Resist Booksellers, here to help you. And how am I going to help you? Not lying to you, giving you the real truth, giving you some things that you may not even know exist, some opportunities, things like that. But here it is where would I start? I would start by not thinking about the business, thinking about you, thinking about your mission, those two things first. So let's go back. You want to open up a bookstore? Great. There's a lot of people that tried that, some people failed. People that open up a book, good bookstore for the right reasons, for the right people, probably at the right time, and are not in business. That's just business. So you're already at a deficit. You're not going to be 100% successful just because you have a great idea, a great passion, a great mission. Doing it for the right people, great community. It could be an affluent com- community. does not matter. doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. So... All right, let's take that to the side. You already took a 15, 20% hit, whatever that number is. But now you want a bookstore. So not just a store, not a sneaker store, not, you know, a FedEx store, not a restaurant. You open up a bookstore. Bookstores are tough. I'll talk about that in a second. So all right, so now you're taking a little more of a hit. But really, the thing that's going to make it where you're successful is you so let's go back to you what are you made of you're stepping into this bookstore space as a potential bookstore owner maybe you and your partner maybe you and a friend maybe just doing it by yourself that's fine That's okay that's that's nothing unusual but you're opening up a store and now you're saying i'm gonna do it okay let's do it so let's talk about you first What's your experience? Here's the questions I would ask myself. What, is, what are my experiences that I have in my life, my professional and personal experiences that lend themselves well for me opening up a store? All right. You got that? Throw it in the trash. <laughs> Thank you for the, coming to my exercise. <laughs> Take that piece of paper and throw it in the trash. Now write the real one. Right, because you wrote down probably I, mean, I got great experiences. I was a leader of this business, blah 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 blah. No, I said we're talking about a bookstore, not being the the operations manager at a business or something like that. We're talking about what experiences lend themselves to opening up a bookstore. So if you obviously if you've worked at Barnes and Noble or some other bookstore, that's that's good experiences. If you worked in an industry that's like the bookstore business there's there it is something where it's like inventory doesn't move as fast. You know, we're not talking about like a grocery store. Grocery store milk doesn't sit on the shelf for three weeks. Can't have that, right? This is not the same type of setup. What kind of s- store experience have you had that lends itself to you being successful in a bookstore business? All right, so maybe you got something there. All right, write that down. What what kind of experience do you have with starting a business? All right, let's go a little more general. Have you opened up a store, business, online, in-person, mobile, anything? Have you opened up anything, all right? That's not the end of the road. It's not gonna make it where you can't be successful if you've never done that. I, this is my first business that I've opened. I guess, uh, let me take that caveat. I did start a nonprofit. So it is set up as a business on the corporation side. The state treats it as a business. It's just special rules. It runs like a business. So, okay, maybe it's not my first business. This is my first commercial business. All right, so you got that. You got those two questions answered. What's your next question? Are you built for this? I, I wanna give you a news flash here. The bookstore business is not for the faint of heart. If you have a weak stomach, if you can't handle adversity, If you can't handle stuff happening to your plan that are out of your control 100%, then this is not the business for you. Let me me give you an example. Bookstores across America are suffering from attacks. Let me just call it that. That's what they are. They're um, they're suffering from attacks. What kind of attacks could a bookstore have? It's a... Very nice business. It's focused on literacy. Literacy is good for everybody. Remember that reading, writing, and arithmetic. Remember, reading is fundamental. Bookstores support that. So why would it be under attack? One is the the political and cultural climate that we are here in America. It may be in other countries, but I can only speak to America. America has a polarizing, almost illogical battle of thought some people believe we should go and dig into our history we can't move past it if we don't embrace it uh deal with it critical race theory was one of the major waves in the recent uh recent past that talked about hey get this right understand learn read let's talk about it and let's do some things to fix it Where are the policies going to come from? They're going to come from good discussion, good debate, good reasoning, historical context, cultural implications, all that stuff. Reading helps with that. It's not the only thing, right? You can't just read a book and all of a sudden become a policy writer. That's not how that works. But I could be a better voter. I could be a better proponent, better supporter. So we all need to read. And that's one way, right? So why would, why would it be an attack for something like that? Well, if you're on one side, you don't want the other side to be super educated and knock down your stupid ideas if you have stupid ideas, right? <laughs> that doesn't work. If I think the sky is green, think the sky is blue, and you have mathematical, scientific, uh, historical evidence to say, no, you don't know what you're talking about, it's blue. Right, I don't want you to know that, so I'm going to disable your ability to gather that type of information so that way my ideas can spread and I take advantage of that situation. Really stupid example, but that's kind of how things have been working. I don't want you to know anything. And I also don't want you to take that information and make my, my babies and my kids feel bad about that. Attack. There's actually, there was legislation in some areas... Cities will remain nameless because I actually probably will go to the city at some point where they've been talking about legislation about, you know, kind of limiting what bookstores can sell. And I'm not even talking about pornography. I'm talking about, you know, is it too much racial elements in it? Is it talking about slavery? The same kind of elements that are banning books inside of libraries. They were trying to extend that to the commercial space and saying, oh, no, no. Barnes and Noble, Books A Million, independent bookstores, y'all can't sell those books if we deem them unfit for consumption by the general population. That was actually a thing, it didn't pass. I feel like it was an opening try, see if it happens. What's the trial balloon look like? Can we get it passed? Okay, what were the stomach blocks? Let's go back to the drawing board and try again. Attacks, that's what I mean. Not the Economic climate—that's not an attack. That's just how things work. We go through recessions, we go through booms. That's just economics. But attacks is different. Where I am in a in a space in a city, I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying a space and city where all of a sudden now I'm the the scapegoat for everything that's happening racially in the city, and so they don't want to have a black. Store, pushing these radical ideas and hurtful things and things that are causing division. So I become the linchpin. I become that point where they want to attack me for what's happening. Attack. Are you are you built for that? Because that's not that's not your business plan. That's not you ordering the wrong book. That's not you uh, having the wrong product and place and location all those marketing elements that's not that that's stuff outside of you are you built to handle that here's something that happens all the time in my store and it's not as overt some days but some days it's very direct and my my black bookstores my focused bookstores the latin latinx bookstores who just serve latinx customers or people who want to read latinx material lgbtq you guys know what i'm talking about when i say this my mission is to focus on materials that support my community my community is predominantly black so care to guess what kind of books i sell predominantly black now i can go even further and say i want to sell a hundred percent black And there are plenty of stores that do so. There's one right here in the city of Richmond, close to where we are. And she sells only black authors. But one thing that's going to come up almost all the time in some form or fashion, whether it's online, whether it's in your face, whether it's a written review or, you know, something, is I would love to see them have a wider catalog, wider offering to be able to share other authors. I get that all the time. Customer came in, remained nameless, said, I don't look at the author's ethnicity when I buy a book. Huh, didn't know that that was necessary. Now, you could say, Biatch, get the hell out of my store. You could say that. Is that good? Is that good for you as a business owner? Nah. (laughs) I don't think that's gonna go over well unless you're one of those stores that have those cratchety people and that's like part of your gimmick. Bookstores typically aren't that. So I don't think that's the right way to go. But I've heard it, seen it. Doesn't bother me. I'm still on mission. Hey, if that's the way you feel, congratulations. I focus on, I'm going back to my mission. I focus on Books that represent telling the stories and supporting the authors of people that reflect my community. And those people happen to be black. And oh, guess what? I don't have to just sell black books. I can sell some white books by white authors as long as they match up my mission. A great example I always give, Richard Rothstein's The Color of Law. Love that book. Guess what? Richard Rothstein, get hopefully you're getting that is not black, but he is detailing some historical facts that are supportive of my community. Richard Rothstein's on the shelf. There's some Hispanic authors. There are some uh, Middle Eastern authors. There's some authors that don't look like my community, not a hundred percent. They're on the shelf. Why? Their stories are good. They reflect our community, support our community, and that's why they're on the shelf. I stand on that. I have to be able to stand on that personally because I might get pressure from my customers. I might even get pressure from my employees, friends, families. And here's the other thing you might get pressure from you might get pressure from your sales. Remember, you're still a business, you're starting out, things aren't going great because you're new. You're still trying to get your space. You're trying to figure out how to get the customers, get them to come in, come to you other than other options. And you might say, shh, I done tried this black book thing. <laughs> it's got me, it's got me uh, so far, but I think I need to get some Colleen Hoover in here to boost these sales. At least get me through the day. At least get me through the month, the weeks. I need some sales. Is that what you are? Are you going to waver? Or are you going to stand on mission and figure it out? This bookstore business will make you figure it out, right? So that's what I'm saying. You got to check your makeup. Are you willing to put in the hours? Are you willing to stand on your mission? Are you willing to face adversity and still say, this is the right thing. I'm doing what I do and I'll figure it out. That's business ownership. But the bookstore business doesn't give you a lot of breaks. The the price of books will go up because the publishers are taking more margin. Shipping costs will go up because they're paying their drivers more, right? Maybe there's a shortage of drivers. COVID happens. COVID, yay. Remember that? That affected the bookstore business. Not because people stopped buying books necessarily, because you had to execute differently, and now your plan is different. Guess what? They didn't have in in, in during the COVID times. No more in store, no in store events, and we'll talk about this in another episode. But in store events and events where bulk business is happening, where you're selling multiple copies of the same book, are lucrative. They're good for good bookstores, and all of that got stripped away. So they had to find a different way. If you're a reader and you you're living through COVID here in the United States, think back to when COVID was happening. Did you come to a bookish event? Did you do any book shopping? Of course you did. You just did it a different way. And during that time, bookstore owners with the, you know, the backbone of being a bookstore owner figured it out crowdcast became more popular instagram lives became more popular people rediscovered their love of youtube <laughs> Like this is what happens you gotta pivot and in the bookstore industry it seems like we're pivoting all the time because guess what the stuff that helps like um the travel industry like the summer summer's dead for us it's not great we do well and like you know, November, December, maybe a little January. We do well in like September. You know, new books are coming out. Do uh, Black bookstores do very, very well, typically around Black History Month. Go figure. Right? But there's months in there where it's dry as a bone, man. I'm trying to keep my employees with hours and I can't get a person to come in with, with one book to buy one book. I'm just just saying, you gotta be be built for this. So I I also wanna deal with one other thing in that there's no one that can come on this show. No one that you can see on YouTube that has the secret formula for how your bookstore can work. You gotta figure that out. You gotta research your, your community, research your customer, develop your mission and what you're gonna offer and see what works. But I can tell you a few things that absolutely won't work. I Can not give you that? You still got that pen and paper? You know what you're looking at, what kind of makeup you are? We'll get into your mission in a second. You know what's not going to work? You thinking you're going to make a million dollars off of this? First year out? (laughs) Sorry, that's that's not normal. One, the stores that are making that much money have been in this business a little bit. They don't start out making a million dollars for year one. Even the ones in big stores—I mean, uh, big cities. It takes a while. You, you, you got to work to that. So if you want to get rich quick scheme, this ain't it. Go get you one of those faceless, uh, thematic Instagram pages. You'll probably make a million before you do it at a bookstore. All right? It's not a get rich queen. Get that out your head. Remember, you're here for the community. You're here for your customers. You're here to make a difference. And yes, make money. That's not that's not uh, outside of the realm of this discussion. But if you think it's a get-rich-quick scheme, it ain't it. Another thing you got to get out your head, just because you have a great idea for the right people, that does not mean that you're going to make money. So you could be the right product. You see like in your community, they don't have a bookstore. Like I'm in, like right now, no bookstore there. I put my bookstore in, I can't assume that just because I'm doing the right thing, literacy is the right thing, bookstore access or books access is the right thing, that I'm going to make money. I still got to work at it. Got to figure out my niche, what makes sense for me to make money in this market and still achieve my mission. So if you think it's a get rich quick scheme or just because you got this great idea that you're supposed to make money, that's not how that works. And, and do me a favor, when it doesn't work, don't blame it on the community. Just know how that works. This, <laughs> the community doesn't owe you anything. They don't owe you a sale. They don't owe you support of their business. So, yes, we should look for people to support black businesses, for example. But when the black community does that for you, you should be forever grateful. They didn't have to do that. They could have just have said, not my problem. Somebody else do it. They didn't. They gave you ten dollars, fifteen dollars, whatever the book costs in your store. Thirty dollars. You got used bookstores. Prices are lower. Maybe you got a, you got some really good sales out of the local community. Great. Cherish it. You need it. But at the same time, they don't. <laughs> nothing is guaranteed because you just have a great idea. That's not how that works. So now that you got all these things that don't work, here's where you got to get to work on what will work. So mission writing is important. I would spend, if I was to go back and do mine over, I would spend even more time. I spent a lot of time on my mission. My mission is written and said exactly the way that I needed it to guide me. I needed to make sure that one, I was doing it for the right reason. I was keeping eyes and focus on things that matter and things that, if I get into a pinch and I need to figure out where the heck I'm going next, I can come back to that mission. That mission says, go left, because it's, it's clear. Now, I have taken many classes. I, I have two degrees, both in, in business, about what a mission statement should look like, how it's written, what's the, I get that. I, I wish I could have written the most beautiful mission statement possible. I wrote a mission statement that's a guide. And I guarantee you, I look at that thing at least once a week. And I, every time that I'm thinking about making a move, what's my mission? What's my mission? What's my mission? Got it. This move ain't going to work. Or, Jesus, why didn't we think of this move first? <laughs> like, I still have those moments. Like, God, I thought you were smart to me. Just come on. You're better than this. I got that. So that's my mission does. Spend time on your mission, all of that stuff around where to get the financing, where to put the store, and none of that matters until you get this first part. Right. I always look back at some of the bookstores that mean so much to me, the ones that I saw as idols to me building my own model and my own path. And I, and I can name them Mahogany Bookstore. Source Booksellers in Detroit, Mahogany's up in D.C., Northern Virginia area, Maryland. Source Booksellers in Detroit, and right here, local area, The Book Bar in Richmond, Virginia. Those are my three. Now why I picked those three? One, they have a very sharp mission. They know exactly what they're doing every day and what's going to happen with their business. Sure, I'm I'm pretty sure they add it to their execution, but their mission is the same. When I talked to Crystal over at the book bar, you know what happened? When I asked her about, hey, you ever get any pressure around selling black books? I sell black books. That's it. I don't I don't want your newsletter if it doesn't have black books in it. I don't want your arts that have black books in it. I sell black books. Anybody can buy these black books. Anybody can come to my events. But guess what they're going to see? Black authors. Black books. Stand on it. Never wavered from it. Times, I'm sure, got tough at some point. Didn't move off of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, your mission is so important that Crystal's mission will guide her forever. Unless she decides to just completely hang it up, try something totally different. That mission is solid. I'm sure Mahogany Books, Source Booksellers, all the other bookstores I love, even some of the ones that's not black-owned, but independent um, they, I'm sure they have a mission that says this is who we are. That's mine. You go to our website, go look at it. It's mine. That's who I am. And so anytime I need it, I got it. So if I was to wrap up, and I told you to keep these under 30 minutes, if I was to wrap up, this is the most important episode of this whole six episode run. Go back to who you are Go back to why you're in it. Write that mission down. Make sure you eliminate the things that don't make sense for why you should be in it. Because this is not that industry. And get this part right. Spend time here. Spend some send some quality time with you, a notepad, and some silence. And write this down. Don't write it in a book and then put it to the side either. Put this bad boy on your wall. Cause this is stuff that you're going to need now into eternity. If you're in this bookstore business, and I guarantee you, you get this phase, right? You'll be in a better shape, not guaranteed success, but you'll be in better shape. Cause you you'll even know when to exit, when your mission isn't working the way you want it to, and you for sure think, Hey, this ain't going to work. You'll be able to clearly say, it's time for me to go. That's important. Your, your entrance is just as good as your just as important as your exit. Let say that again. your entrance into this bookstore business is just as important as your exit. There's people that have exited for the right reasons, they're happy. Not because they are happy that the business ended, because they're happy they did it for the right reason and they feel good about their decision. Who you are, knowing who you are, knowing why you're in this space. And knowing what your mission is are key to making that determination. So, listen. We got more to share with you about opening up a bookstore. More to detail to help you get supported and moving this into this journey. So, if you're looking to open up a bookstore or always be curious, this is the run for you. This six ep- six episode run will help you. I guarantee you. I got some resources that help you. I'm always here for questions. If you have thoughts, concerns, always reach out to Resist Booksellers. My name is Dorichas Frazier. And I look, I get to work. See you in, see you in episode two.